Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Pierre Leveille. Pierre, are you ready to do this? Yes, absolutely. All right, let's 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 go. Pierre is the president and CEO of Deep South Resources. They are a mineral exploration and development company focused on major mineral deposits in Africa. Excited to have you on. Peter, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Very good. <laughs> so you want me to tell you all of this now? All of it, all of it right now. <laughs> Okay. Um, I'm uh, my background is finance, and I started uh, as a stockbroker and an investment banker in a large investment bank in Canada. But my main task was to raise funds for exploration uh, projects in the northern part of Canada, mainly uh, Quebec and Ontario. And after doing this for a certain number of years, I had uh, uh, you know, a pretty good uh, feel for, uh, you know, for geology, uh, even if I'm not a, a geologist. And I had, the, the, you know, at the, that time, I, I decided to take over the management of a company uh, where with my shareholders, we were having a pretty large uh, you know, ownership. And uh, we started developing projects uh, in Africa. The, uh, that was the goal. Because of my work as a stockbroker, I was having a pretty interesting network of South African investors. Most of them had made quite a lot of money in the mining sector. So uh, we used that network to uh, to uh, look at projects. And uh, the idea was to um, find, in fact, we have always been quite what we call elephant hunters in the sense that we were looking for potential large deposits. In commodities, like at, at, you know, originally it was diamond, uh, but we were looking also for gold and copper. And uh, so, uh, through different ventures, I've been involved in uh, in diamonds, in diamond mining, uh, and uh, in copper exploration. Vastly, the place where we have been most active is Namibia, which is in the southern part of Africa, north of uh, northwest of uh, South Africa. Uh, it's uh, it's considered as one of the best countries to invest in Africa. It's pretty different than the rest of Africa. It's uh, it's very stable. It's uh, uh, of course like like everywhere in Africa, the economy needs uh, <laughs> needs a lot of input, uh, but it's uh, a very stable country. People are are very. Uh, uh, it's it's life is easy in that country. It's uh, it, it's a very interesting country, and. Uh, they also protect quite a lot their environment. If you go and look at pictures of that country, you will see that it's completely magnificent. You know, they have the highest sand dunes in the world. Uh, they're up to uh, you know over 1,000 feet. Uh, they have a very large natural park in the north part of the country with a, you know, a natural reserve with a lot of animals. So it's a it, it's a very nice country. Uh, so we're involved in that country since 25 years. I, um, with my partners in Namibia, we've developed a serious network uh, in Namibia of local entrepreneurs and uh, politicians. And uh, I lived in Namibia for a period of, li- of my life. My family uh, uh, came with me. My children have started school in Namibia. So it's, uh, it's a little bit like my second home. 
And uh, so since uh, a certain number of years with Deep South Resources, we are involved in a very large deposit, a copper deposit, um, which is pretty challenging and the, uh, uh, in the sense that it's a very large deposit, large tonnage, but it's low grade. And uh, we talk about near 1 billion ton of ore at 0.31% copper. The, just to give you an idea, the uh, average copper production in the world at the moment is around 0.50. So it uh, means that there are some that are under 0.50, but at 0.31, we're really at the bottom of it. So uh, uh, the recent work, uh, the idea was to find the right extraction technology to extract the metal at a cheap capital investment, low capital investment and low operation cost, which we did. We're, we're very happy to say that we found that, that technology, which is called bioheat leaching. And uh, we also add the goal to see if we can improve the grades. And that's what we were showing up to uh, uh, mid-June uh, when we had a setback. Uh, we were you know, finding quite a lot of a lot of extension with grades between 0.50% and 1%. So we were showing that we were able to improve the grade of that deposit. So it was going extremely well until the Minister of Mines decided to not renew our license. Uh, that has created a collapse because uh, serious you know, difficulties at the time because it's uh, Deep South Resources is listed on TSX Venture and also on um, OTCQB in the United States, so it's uh, we had a setback in the uh, in the stock price, uh, but uh, we had quite a large number of options in front of us. We are in court at the moment with the ministry. Uh, we challenge the we have asked the court to review the decision of the minister, which uh, they're busy doing at the moment. Uh, and uh, we do quite a lot of lobbying because we're involved in the country since a long time. Our, our you know, shareholders also, we have large shareholdership with Namibian people. So uh, we, uh, we do a lot of lobbying. And what we see now is that there's a good chance, we're pretty confident we will turn that situation around because the decision of the ministry was, was uh, uh, we think the minister has not been well informed. At some point in time, uh, before pulling out the license, he was saying that he had been informed nothing was happening on our, on our, uh, on our project. So it, which is completely wrong. We've, uh, uh, we've, we've spent even more money than what we have proposed to do because that's the way it works. Every two years, you renew the license, you propose a program with a budget, and we have always been over budget. So we're pretty confident that we will turn that situation around. In the meantime, we uh, we also look at other projects, uh, you know, to acquire in the company. Uh, some in the same area, uh, you know, Zambia, uh, Namibia, Botswana. We've looked also in South America. Uh, so we will get a new project. So we will be, uh, uh, you know, we will be on a better, a, a most, a better solid base uh, pretty soon. Now, the reason why I do that is just, uh, yeah, there's a couple of reasons, but the first one is just that uh, uh, I like, I really like uh, the uh, the challenge of finding uh, mineral deposits. It's uh, it's uh, very challenging, but it's very, uh, very interesting. And uh, uh, you you learn about a lot about the, the you know, the history of the, of the planet. So it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, the second reason is that 
I, I love Africa, mainly the southern part of Africa. I've spent a lot of my time in, uh, in Namibia, of course, but also in, in South Africa. I have large networks there, and I just like working there. It's, uh, and the third point is that I would like at one point in my life to achieve that uh, uh, we, we have a mind that is in operation, whether it's us that bring it to operation or somebody else that has bought it from us you know, before putting it in operation. Uh, I would like to give a certain uh, uh, you know, possibility to uh, people in, in Namibia to, uh, to have new jobs and... Uh, uh, create something uh, something interesting out of there so uh, the, the social side for me is very important yeah that's so that's uh, that's my story <laughs> excellent well, I, I appreciate you sharing it and you know as if it wasn't hard enough to figure out where the metal is and then to get the metal out of the ground and then to figure out this new technology this bio heat leaching to to get the metal out of the existing rocks it's stuck in, then the government does something and makes your life even harder. So, but that's kind of a, yes. a day in the life of the mining business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. It's uh, you know we're not the first company uh, having that kind of uh, of situation. We see that in many countries in the world with larger, smaller companies. It's uh, there, there. There's a lot of. Uh, Social impact today is very, very important, and the society is very involved in the decision of, <laughs> of the companies and the ministries and, and so on. And sometimes it creates problems of that nature. You know, perceptions are, are wrong, so we have to be uh, very efficient on communication. <laughs> yeah. And communicate what we do and how we do it. And uh, so it's, uh, but that, that's the reality of where we are in 2021. And that's probably okay because for, for many years, mining companies were just a complete nightmare, nightmare for environment, a complete nightmare for uh, you know social uh, social impact. They were not paying employees very well. So I think it's just a, a shakeout now to tell the industry that we have to uh, to realign ourselves and and be a, a better corporate citizen. Yeah. Amen. Is and I this is. Perhaps not a question that you're able to answer or willing, and that's totally fine. Are 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 you thinking that the reasoning that the ministry decided not to renew your license is because of a sort of a pushback from the people over the environmental impact, or is it something else? No, it's something else. Environmental impact and. Uh, in our case, was well controlled. Uh, we had all the, the uh, certificates we were in need of to do what we had to do. So, and we were starting in a, a vaster environmental impact study. So, it, it has nothing to do with the environment side. Uh, no, effectively, what what happened is that the minister, since two years, have decided has decided to clean up the expiration license map in, in the sense that there's a lot of. Uh, I would say over 50% of the expiration licenses that are not active, people are not spending money on it, are not developing it. Uh, and it, it's normal. People are not all experienced. The people that are, are applying for they hope, they hope to sell it back to some, somebody else to make money mm -hmm. out of it which is correct, it's kind of speculation, but uh, the ministry wanted to clean that out a little bit. So it means that there's a lot of expiration licenses that are on the stake at the moment and, and revised. And, uh, and uh, sadly, there's a couple of projects that were moving well that have been put into these uh, 
uh, into that uh, uh, bag of, of concession or, or, or licenses that have to be not renewed, let's call it like this. And uh, so we, we believe, we're, we're pretty certain the minister has not been well informed uh, on what was happening on our project. And what has not been helpful in the past two years uh, to have a better communication over what we're doing is the COVID. Hmm. You know, it, it, that was creating tons of problems. And uh, so uh, we think we can, we can redress that situation. And uh, we think the minister has been extremely poorly informed. And that's what we see more and more. You know, it's, it's easy to, uh, to uh, see that. So we think it can be reverted and uh, reverted and that uh, uh, we will be fine. Got it. I appreciate that. So you're obviously thinking about the space 24 hours a day, seven days a week, or 23 and six or something like that, a lot anyway. And from the outside looking in, from my perspective, it seems like we should be very bullish on on companies like yours who have experience because of the need and desire of the world economy for more metals. Do you believe that to be a correct uh, statement? Yes, that, that that's really correct. Uh, yes, we have a setback at the moment, but we are an experienced group of people with very you know, highly uh, skilled technical people also. So we will turn that situation around one way or the other. We will get other projects. We will continue to, to develop. Uh, so at, at, because of that setback at the moment, we're extremely cheap. And uh, yes, when you look at the, the, you know, the market in front of us, if you just take copper, and I, I will take, talk more about this one because I know it better. But uh, if you look at electrification of transport, you need in an electric vehicle, you need four times more copper than in a internal combustion uh, vehicle, which is uh, uh, which is a lot of copper. You need also charging station. You need uh, a lot of infrastructure around that. But if that's only for the electrification vehicle, but now with all the the uh, uh, communications today that have become uh, because more more people are working from home and we are using more of these Zoom Skypes and <laughs> of the world, the, uh, uh, there's a, a huge need for data center. And data center are living on power. They're hungry for power. It's a, and when you talk power, you need copper for wiring. Uh, that's the same for the, uh, you know, all the alternative uh, uh, currencies like Bitcoins and others. They need what they call the farming bitcoins and that needs also huge data center and huge servers uh, server rooms that are hungry for power so they're looking for two things power and wiring so if you take all of this together and g5 which is coming will need a lot of new uh, uh, towers and investments are going to be up to uh, 500 billion dollars and that will need a lot of copper and guess what copper at the moment, the production is going down. The demand is going up. The production is going down. So uh, there, there, there is a lack of copper at the moment, and that will stay for probably 10 years because it takes time to create and, and build new mines. And there's not enough new mines that will come in production over the next five years to outbalance that shortage. So it's, uh, we need, we like it or not, we need to explore to find these deposits. It's very important because otherwise there's a, there's a big part of the, uh, 
of our, let's say, transportation and communication that will be affected. It's uh, if we simple want, as that. And we, we can say the same for nickel, zinc, and uh, you know a lot of other metals, but, but copper is really at the forefront of that. So if I want my iPhone and my Tesla and my Bitcoin to work, we need to get the metal out of the ground. Absolutely. <laughs> Without it, we cannot do it. <laughs> why, why is there a, a, why has production been going down? Because uh, uh, the large mines that are producing most of the copper in the world, the, the grades are going down slowly. They're going, they're, they're arriving near end of life. So end of life of mines in general means less production. And in the past at least 15 years, the expiration expenditure for copper were pretty low because the price of copper was low. And uh, when the price is low, companies are tending to not invest more so much in exploration, which is what, what we see today. It's, it's, it's not the way to look at it uh, because nobody 15 years ago was able to predict that there would be a so massive short or a so massive demand coming. But in the past five years or let's say since since 10 years, we have seen that more and more coming. And then uh, the, by the time you react, start exploring, and there's more money than, than ever that is putting in, put it in, in exploration at the moment for copper at least. And uh, what we see is that the, uh, uh, it, it takes time. It could take up to 20, 25 years between the time you find a deposit that it gets in production. So, uh, uh, but, but here the time is counted. <laughs> so it's, it's very important to, uh, so you will see company re reopening old mines. What it will push also, which is not bad, it will force uh, uh, to, to uh, it will force to find a, it will force to find ways of uh, uh, recuperating you know the metals hmm. that will be more and more important so finding okay so for lack of a better term recycling metals that yeah. are just sitting recycling around somewhere will be extremely important yeah. yeah and then going in and going back to historic mines that maybe for lack of technology or just lack of will or reasons but maybe now because there's such a demand there's an appetite to go back to those Yes, but there will be uh, a lot of failures into that for, for many reasons. But the ones that will be in yeah, that will resume mining, uh, uh, it's just going to be a, a short term temporary solution. Hmm. You know, it's uh, it's not going to be uh, you need to find deposit that will uh, that will operate 50 years, you know, at least it's uh, 25 to 50 years at least. And an old mine that you resume production in general, it's less than 10 years. Got it. Well, there you go. Well, Pierre, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Uh, you mean an investment or an... <laughs> Whatever you're into. You've got uh, so much life experience with raising a family and doing business all over the world and having your kids go to school in Africa. So a tip on copper or whatever you're into. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's two things I like to say, and I was telling my children many times, and uh, I always said, you know, don't focus on 
what will bring you specifically money. Don't think of getting rich. Think of doing what you what you like, what you feel you're 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 you know you have been born to do. So use your most your, your skills. Do what you like. Do it do it well, and good things will happen to you. And uh, I can see them grow in their life, and I can tell you that this is what happens. And sometimes you have set back like I had recently. But if we do things properly, if we do things that we like, and we like that project, we were very passionate about that project, not only me, all my team. And if we do things properly, if we do things correctly, good things will happen, and we will probably get the project back and go forward, or we will find another good project that will be the launch of a, a, a new era. So that's my most important tip in life. Do what you like, do it with your best skill, and do it well, and good things will happen. <laughs> well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets a come on. Come on. Pierre, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? and Deep South Resources, and how can they engage? Thank you. I was very happy to be with you today. Damn. Tell us the websites and where where, where people can connect and find you. Uh, it's uh, deepsouthresources.com. So pretty simple. Perfect. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Pierre your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to deepsouthresources.com and learn all about what they're working on and track their progress. Thanks again, Pierre. Thanks. Have a nice day. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.